Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. And grateful tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, we know indeed as we have come, you will speak to us. Father, there is no one that comes in your presence and lives the same. Therefore, Lord, we are confident that tonight our walk with you will be taken to another step forward. Spirit of God, I avail myself. I ask for wisdom. I ask for vision. I ask for knowledge. I ask for understanding. We say, have your way. Use me only as a vessel. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Spirit of God. I avail myself only as a vessel. You know my weaknesses. You know my infirmities. I ask, O Lord, that you send forth your word and let it accomplish a purpose. Let it not return to you void. We are thankful tonight and we are grateful in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap for Jesus as you take your seats. Wonderful. Well, tonight I, um, I want to share something about faith with you. We've been talking about fight, the good fight of faith. And um, I just want to share something very briefly with you, and we will go home. Why don't you turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 12. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Amen. It says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Now, if God is saying we should fight a good fight, it means there are certain bad fights. Isn't that so? There are certain fights that are not good. But God is saying fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. The fight of faith is a good fight. And we ought to fight it. Hallelujah. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 7. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7. It says, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Hallelujah. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. And I have kept the faith. When you fight a good fight, 
the end result is that you will hold on to your faith. Amen. When you fight a good fight, you, you, the, the victory that you will obtain is that you will still hold on to your faith. Amen. If you fight concerning food, you fight because someone ate the food that you prepared, the best that you can have is that the food will be replaced. I'm not sure if that is a good fight. If you quarrel with your wife or you quarrel with your husband, the best that you will get is that, yes, you were right and I'm wrong. And I'm not sure if that is a good fight. But God is saying that we should fight the good fight of faith. And in this fight, when you are done, what will be in your hand, what, will, what you'll be crowned with is faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. If you come out victorious in this fight, what you are going to have is faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if there is a fight, if God is saying we should fight, then there must be some enemies. Isn't that so? Because you can't have a fight without an enemy. So if God is saying fight, then there must be someone that we have to fight against or fight with. Hallelujah. You cannot have a fight if there are no enemies or there are no opponents. There was a time that a very victorious professional boxer didn't have anyone to fight. Nobody wanted to fight him. And then we heard that he was losing money in that sense. You see, he's victorious, but we cannot see if he's victorious unless there is someone to fight. So if God is saying we should fight the good fight of faith, then there's by all means an enemy that you ought to fight. Hallelujah. There must be an enemy that you ought to fight. If God is saying fight a good fight of faith, then there is someone who is trying to take away your faith. There is someone who will do everything he or she can to take your faith away. Hence, God is saying we should fight a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Now, what is our victory? Our victory is shown in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. In this fight. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. It says, he that had... 1 John chapter 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. Hallelujah. This is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith. As a Christian, what you are going to use to overcome the world is your faith. If you are going to overcome the enemy, what you are going to need is your faith. Your faith is your victory. Hallelujah. Your faith is your victory. Now, faith is not something that you can hold. It's not something that you can see. Today I was witnessing to someone and then the person was telling me, he said, said, I find it difficult to accept it. Because I, 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 and then she was, so what she was trying to express to me was that I can't find something to hold on to, 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 to believe what you are saying. 
And I say, the moment I give you something to hold on, the moment I give you something, the moment I give you proof, it ceases to be faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 11:1, it says, faith is the substance of things what? That we hope for is the evidence of things which we have not seen. Hallelujah. So even that you holding on to the faith that as long as I remain a Christian and as long as I serve God and as long as I remain in the church, I am going to marry. It is a great victory that you are holding. You look around, you don't see anyone potentially that can propose to you. But you say, as long as I am here, I am going to marry. That is a victory. You have not seen, yet you have believed. Hallelujah. You have not seen, but you are believing. Amen. You say, I don't know how, but I am going for the camp. Where is your money? I don't have it, but I am going. It is your victory. That is your victory. I said, that is your victory. Amen. That you have not seen, yet you believe. You don't have anything to hold on to, yet you believe. And that, that concept, that concept, God is saying, fight to always say that. Fight to always have the ability to say, I have not seen, but I believe. Fight to always say that it does not make sense to me, but I believe. Fight to always say that I don't see the evidence, yet I believe. That is your victory. Amen. That is your victory. Hallelujah. You know, the enemy you fight is a very subtle enemy. And that enemy is not after you per se. You know, so that your car broke down and, you know, or you, 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 came, you, you, you came to sit in your car and you prayed and it started and it didn't work. Or you were sick and you prayed and the pain was still there. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. That you have that headache and then you prayed and the headache is still there. Or that a thorn is given in your flesh and you prayed three times and it's still there. You see, you will think that the enemy is after you and the enemy is attacking your flesh and the enemy is making you sick and the enemy is holding this from you that you want a child and you have not received it or you were pregnant and you had an abortion or, or you, you had a miscarriage and that you had this money and you have lost it. You had this job and you have lost it and it looks as if the enemy is attacking you left to right. Beloved, what the enemy is after truly is not your body but he is after your faith. Hallelujah. When, 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 when Job was losing his money, when he was losing his business, when he was losing his children, when he was getting sores in his body, when Job was brought down, it looks as if the enemy was attacked. 
attacking Job and the enemy was after Job. But what the enemy was truly after was to take Job's faith from God. And he says, that is your victory. That the enemy is torturing you from left to right. And you say, I still stand. I am single, but I am still standing. You say that I don't have that child, but I am still standing. You say I am broke, but I'm still giving. He says, I know this is not enough, but I'm still paying my tithe. That is your victory. That is your victory. And that God says, that concept, that concept, as abstract as it sounds. Look at Hebrews chapter 11. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Things that we hope for. The evidence of things not seen. This concept, this abstract, is your victory. Amen. Amen. It is your victory. So it looks as if the enemy is after you. It looks as if when you pick up the Bible to read, some heaviness falls on your eyes. Amen. You know, you can, you can listen, you can, you can watch and movies you can watch movies all night. You may be very tired. And then you say, I just want to fall asleep with this movie. And you can stay awake and watch three series of that movie. But even take a preaching message and say, you are watching a video. I just want to see. As exciting as it is, you will fall asleep. And it looks as if Oh, it is tiredness. It looks as if, I don't know why anytime I pick a message to listen to, I fall asleep. I don't know why whenever I try to wake up to pray, I feel so tired. I feel so weak. The enemy is, it seems he's attacking your flesh. It seems he's attacking your strength. But what he's after is your victory. Which is your faith. Hallelujah. That is what he's after. Amen. That is why he's after. He's after your victory. He's attacking you because he knows your faith is your victory. Hallelujah. He knows it. That your faith is your victory. Amen. He knows that if he takes away your faith, he can have you do anything he wants. Hallelujah. He knows it's because of your faith in God. That's why you are still in church. That is why even in a hot season, you still come to church. And he knows if he's able to take it away from you, you will not serve God. Amen. Amen. He says, have you tried my servant Job? He says, is it not that, you see, let's read Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. Job chapter 1. And... Verse, start off from verse 5, verse 6. It says, And it was so when the days of their feasting were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them. Verse 6. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan came also among them. 
And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, That Job fear God for naught. Hast not thou made an hedge about him, and about his house, and about all that he has on every side? I say, your faith in the Lord is your victory. If the Lord is going to build a hedge around you, if the Lord is going to make sure that every side around you is protected, that the enemy cannot touch you, is because of your faith in him. And that the enemy knoweth. And that the enemy knoweth very well. It's not because you work very hard. It's not because you have a good degree. It's not because you went to a good school. It's not because you have good classmates. It's not because you have connection. But it's because you eschew evil. I say it's because of your faith in God that someone quarrels with you, you don't say anything. And that, that builds, that builds fence around you. He says that, has thou not made an hedge about him? The Lord will make a hedge about you that you do not even know, but the enemy can see that hedge around you. He will build a hedge that is visible to the eyes of the enemy. He says, has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side, May the Lord build a hedge about everything you have on every side. Amen. He said, thou hast blessed the work of his hands. I say, your, your, your faith is your victory. Your faith is your victory. The work of your hand will be blessed because of your faith. May the Lord bless that which you set your hand to do. Anything you set your hand to do shall prosper. He says you shall not group in darkness because of your faith in the Lord. Hallelujah. He says you have blessed the works of his hand. That means that it doesn't matter what he does. It is the work of your hand. When it's blessed, it is that which matters. When the Lord blesses the work of your hand, it does not matter what you do. It does not matter what your profession is. It does not matter what job you have. When the Lord blesses the work of your hand, my God. Amen. You see, that is, that is when people don't understand. He says, ah, but he just works here. Uh, yeah, we know, but, but he has this, he has built this, he has built that, he has that, but he's nothing, he's just this. It is the blessing of the Lord upon the work of your hand. He 
He says, thou hast blessed the work of his hands, and his substance is increased in the land. Hey, may your substance increase in this land. May your substance increase in this land. May the Lord increase your substance. The enemy will see that your substance has increased. People who don't like you, they will see that your substance has increased. They will admire you. You see, you, that's when you get to a stage where they can't afford to deal with you. And the substance is increasing the land. Verse 11, he says, But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath, and he will cast thee to thy face. I say, when the enemy is touching the things that are around you, he wants you to curse God in his face. He wants you to lose faith in God. That is his goal. That is his plan. Amen. Amen. So it looks as if your husband is not treating you well. Your wife is not treating you well. And you are taking certain plans. You are making certain plans concerning her or concerning him. You have stopped cheating on your wife or your husband. But you realize that the treatment at home is not fair. And it's making you wanting to go back to do the things you used to do. And so it, it looks as if it is this woman, it is this man, it is the way he treats me, it's the way she treats me. But what the enemy is truly after is your faith. It's your faith. Amen. What is, that is what he's after. Hallelujah. Amen. Holding on to your faith. Amen. Holding on to your faith. Amen. It is what has made you who you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now when the enemy manages to steal or take away your faith, we call it backsliding. Do you understand? That is when you find Christians who are doing certain things now not doing them. That is when you find Christians who were on fire for God now backing up. Or slowing down. And then if it looks as if you are doing the same things again, but you are slowed down. And if, if you slow down, you are backsliding. You are still coming to church, but you are backsliding. You have not stopped coming to church, but you are backsliding. And it's the enemy that brings things your way like that. Hallelujah. That is why we need to learn about the enemies of faith. Amen. Otherwise, sometimes you may assume the wrong person to be your enemy. You may assume that your church member is your enemy. You may assume that your husband is your enemy. Or your wife is your enemy. But there's someone who is about your faith. I say there's someone who is about your faith. Many people are at war with the wrong people. I say many people, they are at war with the wrong people. Amen. Nehemiah chapter 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. Say your enemy, he is very subtle, but what he's after is your faith. Nehemiah chapter 4. Let's read from verse 1 quickly. He says, Can we read from the message version, please? 
It says, when Sambalat heard that we were rebuilding the wall, he exploded in anger, vilifying the Jews. In the company of his Samaritan cronies and military, he let loose. What are these miserable Jews doing? People who mock you for what you are doing, you see, it looks as if he's jealous of what you are doing. It looks as if he doesn't like what you are doing. And they are mocking what you are doing. It is the enemy who is after your faith. He's after your faith. You are singing and then you see people looking. And what, what does she think? She, people who are mocking you so that you will stop doing the things that you are doing. It is the enemy who is after your faith. So he says, what are these miserable Jews doing? What is this miserable girl doing? What is she, she, is she trying to sing? Do they think they can get everything back to normal overnight? Making building stones out of make-believe? He says, at his side, Tobiah the Ammonite jumped in and said, that is, you see, this is, this is what I'm talking about. And then you see, someone is sitting there and says, what, what does she think she's doing? And then the one who is sitting, he says, at his side, Tobiah the Ammonite jumped in and said, that's right. What do they think they are doing? What do they think? What does she think she's doing? What does she think she's doing? You see, and then you target and you say, I don't like this one. I don't like that one. I don't like this one. I say, it is the enemy who is after your faith. That you stop what you are doing. And they mock you. He says, why? If a fox climbed that wall, it will fall to pieces under his weight. Nehemiah prayed, oh, listen to us, dear God. We are so despised. Boomerang, they are ridiculed. They are ridicule on their heads. Have their enemies cut them over as war trophies to a land of no return. Don't forgive their iniquity. Don't wipe away their sin. They've insulted the builders. We kept at it, repairing the re- and rebuilding the wall. The whole wall was soon joined together and halfway to its intended height because the people had a heart for the work. May the Lord give you a heart for the work. I say, may the Lord give you a heart for the work. It is something that you have to pray for every day. If God does not give you a heart for the work, the enemy's mocking can make you stop doing what you are doing. If what you are doing is not from your heart and is to please the people, the enemy's mocking will make you stop doing what you are doing. But may the Lord give you a heart for the work. I say, may the Lord give you a heart for the work. So verse 7, he says, When Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashodites heard that the repairs of the walls of Jerusalem were going so well that the bricks in the wall were being fixed, they were absolutely furious. Look, when you stand here and you sing and we are clapping for you, it's not everyone that is happy. It's not everyone that is happy. 
When they heard you sing a month ago and with a quicky voice and it wasn't so nice and they mock you, when they come the next week and they hear you singing like that, they get furious. When they realize that you have improved like that, he says, and they saw that all the bricks in the walls were being fixed, they get furious. Your enemy is very subtle, let me tell you. So he says, verse 8, they put their heads together. These are the enemies. They put their heads together and decided to fight against Jerusalem and create as much trouble as they could. We, we continued with prayer to our God and set a round-the-clock guard against them. But soon, word was going around in Judah. The builders are popped. The rubbish piles up. We are, in, we are in over our heads. We can't build this wall. Now this is what I want you to pay attention to. And he says, and all this time, our enemies were saying, they won't know what hit them. They won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we will be at their throat, killing them right and left. Look, your enemy will set people to join the choir, to be with you. And you are sitting together, rehearsing together. He said, he said, he said the enemy, he said, oh, she has joined the choir. He said, she won't know what hit her. She thinks she's building her faith. Now she has joined the ministry. She's with the worker ministry. She's with the projector ministry. They won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we will be in their midst. We will join the choir also. We will be with the prayer ministry also. We will join the projector ministry also. They won't know what hit them. Before they know it, we are in their midst, sitting with them, rehearsing with them, doing the work with them. But by the time they realize, we will cut their throat left to right, killing them left to right, killing them left to right, mocking him, Telling about the, the choir master, reporting to this one, doing this one. He said, they won't know what hit them. Your enemy, he will come in your midst. I say he will come in your midst. I have a nice video about the subtlety of the enemy. Do you have my video? When you are ready with my video, let me show you something. You won't know what hit you. I say you will not know what hit you before you realize the enemy is in your midst. Amen. Fight the good fight of faith. I say fight the good. He said, hitting them left to right. And that will put a stop to the work. That will make her stop singing. That will make her stop coming to church. That will make her stop reading the Bible. Before they know it, we are in their midst. That will put a stop to the work. Hallelujah. That will make you stop coming for Tuesday service. (laughs) Amen. The enemy has a way of taking our faith. I said the enemy, he has a way of taking your faith away. It looks as if some, 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 some leader somewhere is not happy or they want their building back and they are taking our church from us and they don't want us to meet here anymore. The enemy is after your faith. Therefore, God says, fight this good fight of faith. 
It doesn't matter how many times they kick you out of your church. It doesn't matter how many times you relocate to another church. You can move from church to church. And it looks as if the enemy is destabilizing the church. What he is after is that the people will lose their faith. He said they won't know what hit them. They won't know what hit them. They will not know what hit them. They will not know. They will not know what hit them. When we are done with them, I said, he said, when I am done with them, it looks as if, oh, now they, we don't know where we are meeting. They say now 3 p.m., that's when we are going. I don't feel like going. 3, three o'clock service, afternoon church, this time church, I don't feel like going. What the enemy is after is not about your church. It's not to destabilize the church. But what the enemy is truly after is your faith. That is what he's after. It's about your faith. Amen. It's about your faith. Therefore, God says, fight this good fight of faith. It's a fight and you have to fight it. He says, give him no place. He says, resist him. He will take your church. You say, 3 p.m. we are coming. You say, take the church to 6 p.m. We are still coming. Take the church to 8 p.m. We are still coming. Yes. Fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. This is your victory. I said, this is your victory. This is your victory. Hallelujah. Amen. Am I preaching to somebody tonight? This is your victory. This is your victory. Amen. Hallelujah. And one thing that I have realized that when the enemy rises up like that, it destabilizes so many people. Oh, yes. So many people lose their faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. So the first enemy that I want to talk about, maybe we will not finish, but um, we can begin, is lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6. Hosea 4 verse 6. You can read from the King James Version. Hallelujah. Amen. Is somebody with me? Oh, yes. He says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. He says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. When you lose knowledge, that is when you perish. When you have knowledge, you will not perish. Amen. 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 And as much as the enemy will try, as much as he can, he will cause you to lose knowledge. He will have you not have knowledge. Whatever he can do so you will not have knowledge, he will do it. If he has to make you so sleepy that you can't do your quiet time, he will do it. If he has to make you so tired, you see, you can have strength to do everything, but when it comes to acquiring knowledge, you'll be tired. I say you'll be tired. You know, many people are tired. Many people feel tired. That is why they are not here tonight. But I tell you, if they were asked to do some few 
other, some few other things at work, they would have, even if they are not being paid, even if they are not being paid, they will have strength to stay and do it. Oh, I'm telling you, even if they are not being paid. Amen. So the enemy will come after your knowledge. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So he says, so then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. That is how your faith comes. It comes when you hear the word of God. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Your faith comes when you hear the word of God. Your faith increases when you hear the word of God. I don't know what is about the word of God, but your faith, your victory, it increases when you hear the word of God. When you avail yourself more and more to the word of God, your faith increases. Now, if faith is your victory, does it mean that the more you hear the word of God, the more victorious you become? So now, do you understand why the enemy will make you not hear the word of God. So it sounds as if, you know, you are angry and you didn't like what, you know, was said about you in the church and you are not coming anymore. The enemy knows where you hear the word of God. So you didn't like this and oh, I'm going to another church, the enemy will make way for you to go because he knows where you hear the word of God. He knows where you hear the word of God. And he says, by hearing the word of God, thereby comes your faith. And so, no surprisingly, he said in Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4, verse 16, Mark chapter 4 and verse 16, he says, you know, let's, let's go back a little bit so we get the concept of what we are reading. <clears throat> he says, the sower soweth the word. He soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh the word away. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? He says, and these are they, these are they by, he says, and these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh. You don't like what I'm sharing. He says, immediately Satan cometh and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Honestly, how many of you, after you have left church and someone asks you, what was the message about? You can't seem to remember. You can't seem to remember. How was church? It was powerful. You know, church was so powerful. You, can, you cannot even remember one scripture that was read. You can't remember. 
not that when you were in church, you didn't receive with your heart. He says that the word was sown in their hearts. The word came into your heart. But faith, it cometh by hearing the word. And the enemy is after your faith. So whatever he can do such that the word will not be in you, he will do it. That is why after service you leave here, you don't remember anything. So then he says, so when we say that, listen to the message again, and hear it again, and hear it again, and hear it again, because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. He says immediately, immediately, he does not give you a chance to meditate, to marinate the word and start thinking about it. And then immediately, that is why immediately after you step out of here, there is no word in you. There's no word in you. Right now, I can, I can put a challenge to you and I can go at least here in the bronze church. I can go from person to person and I say, what was even the topic that we shared last Sunday? They will not remember. They will not remember. But were you blessed by the message last Sunday? Was it powerful? Was it wonderful? Was it awesome? But you don't remember. I say, your enemy, he cometh immediately and take the word away from your heart. Amen. A lot of times, you, 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 you sleep, you dream, and then God will give you a scripture. But when you wake up, you don't remember the scripture. And then you say, ah, it's, it was so vivid. I, it was so vivid. You see, not that you didn't receive it. It was sown in your heart. But the enemy cometh and he take the word out of your heart. Immediately. Sometimes this, the dream wakes you up. But you can't remember the dream. Amen. So he says, next one. He says, and these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. Who when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness. And have no root to themselves. And so endure but for a time. Afterward, when affliction or persecution arises for the word's sake, I say, for the word's sake. Beloved, certain troubles will come your way because of the word of God that you will hear. Certain challenges will come your way because of the word that you will hear. He says, persecution shall arise for the word's sake. Because of the word of God, persecution shall arise. Because of the word of God, somebody will offend you. Oh, I see a lot of times people get offended when a series is begun. Oh, yes. You watch yourself. That you, 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 you watch yourself. You, you watch yourself. But he says, Resist him. Resist him. He says, give him no place. Give him no place. He is like a roaring lion. But what is after is your faith. 
Amen. What he's after is your faith. That is what he's after. So even when counseling comes, that pertains to the word of God, he will bring offense to you. And then you feel like leaving the church. You feel like leaving the church. Because of the word, you feel like leaving. Amen. Amen. Because of the word. He says, immediately, 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 they are offended. He says, they have no roots in themselves, but immediately, they are offended. Next, he says, and these are they which are sown among thorns, which as hear the word, and the curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Unfruitful. It becometh unfruitful. Sometimes you come to church and you hear the word of God and you make certain purposes. You just purpose in your heart. I am not going to do this thing again. If my husband says this, I will never mind him again. I know where he's coming from. I will not mind him. If she does this, I will not mind her. Sometimes even as the message is coming, you identify and say, ah, this is the... This is it. This is it. You identify, ah, this is it. This is it. But it says, the curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches. Now, some of the curse of this world is your own dignity. The curse of this world is how people treat you. Why did she talk to me like that? She doesn't know who I am. You know, it's because of the church. If it wasn't for the church, I wouldn't be talking to people like this. If it wasn't for the church, there is no way she could have talked to me like this. The curse of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word. And it becometh unfruitful. Beloved, whatever the enemy will do so that you don't hear the word, so that your faith does not increase, he will do it. So sometimes he brings things your way, and as you are, you just wake up in the morning and you want to come to church and you look outside and the snow. You know? And then sometimes you say, you, you say, let me sleep for five more minutes. By the time you realize, church is over. Sometimes as you are sitting in church and we are preaching, we are preaching and then we are saying certain things, we are saying certain things, we are saying certain things, and then you start going like this. You want to pee. You want to pee so badly. You want to pee so badly. The moment you step out, that is the word. That is the word. It says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our time is up. We will continue next time when we meet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. We are determined not to go beyond our time. Faith, it cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Stand to your feet. Let us bring the service to Oh, the enemy. 
This is like a roaring lion. He's after your faith. He's after your faith. He says, they will not know what hit them. They will not know what hit them. Before they know it, before they know it. Beloved, what the enemy is after is your faith. Yes, there may be sicknesses. There may be a thorn in the flesh. But what is after is your faith. Yes, you prayed about it three times. And you did not see any change. You have fasted about this issue. You have asked the Lord many times. But you don't seem to see any change. It's after your faith. He's after your faith. He's after your faith. He said the lack of knowledge it brings perdition. The lack of knowledge it brings destruction. The lack of knowledge. He said for my people perish for lack of knowledge. grateful tonight oh lord father we are thankful that you have revealed the enemy to us this way lord let our heads be lifted up above the enemy lord let our heads be lifted up above the storms of the enemy 
Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight that you have exposed the enemy. The enemy in our midst is exposed. He says we will not know what hit them. But Lord, tonight we identify him and we know the mocking of the enemy. It will not cause us to stop working. Father, let our faith continue to stand. Let our faith continue to stand. We will fight this good fight of faith because we have the victory and faith is our victory. We are thankful tonight, Lord. Tonight, if there's anyone here who is not born again, you have not received Jesus Christ as your Savior. But tonight, you want to come before Christ and say, Save me, Lord. Cleanse me. Purify me. I want to serve you. I want to follow you. Maybe someone invited you to church. Maybe you have been in the church for a while, but you feel in your heart that if you were to die tonight, you are not certain of where you are going. But tonight, you can make that certain. If you are here tonight, you want to give your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. If there's anyone here you want to give your life to Jesus, lift up your right hand. With all eyes closed, every head bow. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Anyone here like that? Anyone here like that? Why don't you all join me and say this after me? Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I have sinned against you. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you rose again on the third day. Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of my sins. Tonight, I welcome you into my life. Be my Lord. Be my Master. Be my Savior. Lord Jesus, Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, why don't you clap for Jesus? Your first and your best clap for Jesus as you take your seats. Wonderful. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.